0: Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, and we're in chapter 16. Chapter 16 is an allegory for unfaithful Jerusalem. Chapter 16 is a longer chapter, but it is very clear in its description of the Lord's understanding of Jerusalem's unfaithfulness to him. And so it says, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. You'll remember we discussed these people in the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10. It says, On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for on the day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood, and as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, Live! I made you grow up like a plant on the field. You grew up and developed and became the most beautiful of jewels. Later I passed by, and when I looked at you and saw that you were old enough for love, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your nakedness. I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. You'll remember that spreading the corner of your garment Over a person was symbolic of entering into a marriage relationship. You will remember from the book of Ruth in chapter 3, when Ruth is asking Boaz if he would like to be her husband and receive her, she said, I am your servant Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman redeemer. So, back here in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16, the Lord says, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered you symbolizing that he is the bridegroom and that we are the bride. He goes on to say, I bathed you with water and washed you. He says, I clothed you with an embroidered dress and put leather sandals on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arms and necklaces around your neck. I put a ring in your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen and costly fabric and embroidered cloth. Your food was fine flour, honey, and olive oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty, because the splendor I had given you made your beauty perfect, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord here is referring predominantly to the time of David and Solomon. But it goes on to say, but you trusted in your beauty, and you used your fame to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by, and your beauty became his. You took some of your garments to make gaudy high places where you carried on your prostitution. Such things should never happen, nor should they ever occur. You also took the fine jewelry I gave you, the jewelry made of my gold and silver, And you made for yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them. You took your embroidered clothes to put on them, and you offered my oil and incense before them. Also the food I provided for you, the fine flour, olive oil, and honey I gave you to eat, you offered as fragrant incense before them. This is what happened, declares the Sovereign Lord. And you took your sons and daughters whom you bore to me, and sacrificed them as food to the idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children, and you sacrificed them to idols. In all your detestable practices in your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth. Woe, woe to you, declares the Sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a mound for yourself and made a lofty shrine in every public square. At the head of every street, you built your lofty shrines and degraded your beauty, offering your body with increasing promiscuity to anyone who passed by. You engaged in prostitution with the Egyptians, your lustful neighbors, and provoked me to anger with your increasing promiscuity. So I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your territory. I gave you over to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines who were shocked by your lewd conduct. You engaged in prostitution with the Assyrians, too, because you were insatiable. Even after that, you were still not satisfied. Then you increased your promiscuity to include Babylonia, a land of merchants. But even with this, you were not satisfied. How weak-willed you are, declares the Lord, when you do all these things, acting like a brazen prostitute. When you built your mounds at the head of every street and major lofty shrines in every public square, you were unlike a prostitute because you scorned payment. You, adulterous wife, you prefer strangers to your own husband. Every prostitute receives a fee, but you give gifts to all your lovers, bribing them to come to you from everywhere for your illicit favors. So in your prostitution, you are the opposite of others. No one runs after your favors. You are the very opposite. For you give payment and none is given to you. Though once again, the Lord is using this allegory to tell the story of the relationship between himself and his bride Israel and how they have utterly rejected him and sought after pagan nations and their pagan ways. So it says, therefore, you prostitute, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, because you poured out your wealth and exposed your nakedness and your promiscuity with your lovers and because of all your detestable idols and because you gave them your children's blood. Therefore, I am going to gather all your lovers with whom you found pleasure, those who you loved and those who you hated. I will gather them against you from all around and will strip you in front of them and they will see your nakedness i will sentence you to the punishment of women who commit adultery and who shed blood i will bring upon you the blood vengeance of my wrath and jealous anger then i will hand you over to your lovers and they will tear down your mounds and destroy your lofty shrines so the lord will allow the nations with whom israel prostituted herself to to come and destroy their very nation They will strip you of your clothes and take your fine jewelry and leave you bare. They will bring a mob against you who will stone you and hack you to pieces with their swords. They will burn down your houses and inflict punishment on you in the sight of many women. I will put a stop to your prostitution, and you will no longer pay your lovers. Then my wrath against you will subside, and my jealous anger will turn away from you. I will be calm and no longer angry. Because you did not remember the days of your youth, but enraged me with all these things, I will surely bring down on your head what you have done, declares the Sovereign Lord. Everyone who quotes Proverbs will quote this proverb about you. Like mother, like daughter. You are a true daughter of your mother who despised her husband and her children, and you are a true sister of your sisters who despised their husbands and their children. Your mother was a Hittite. Your father was an Amorite, and here he's speaking of what the land was before he gave it to Israel. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived in the north of you with her daughters, and younger sister who lived in the south with her daughter Sodom. You are not only walking in their ways and copying their detestable practices, but in all your ways you soon became more depraved than they. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters never did what you are doing. Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore I did away with them, as you have seen. Samaria did not commit half the sins you did. You have done more detestable things than they, and have made your sisters seem righteous by all these things you have done bear your disgrace for you have furnished some justification for your sisters because your sins were more vile than theirs. They appear more righteous than you. So then be ashamed and bear your disgrace for you have made your sisters appear righteous. However, I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and her daughters and of Samaria and her daughters and your fortunes along with them so that you may bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you have done to give them comfort. It goes on to say, even so, you are now scorned by the daughters of Edom and all her neighbors and the daughters of the Philistines and all those around you who despise you. You will bear the consequences of your detestable practices and lewdness with them, declares the Lord. So he's just going through the nations that Israel has spent time with, worshiping with, selling themselves to seeking after their gods, making agreements with them, and rejecting the Lord. So it says, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will deal with you as you deserve, because you have despised my oath by breaking the covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you receive your sisters, both those who are older and those who are younger. I will give them to you as daughters, but not on the basis of my covenant with you. So I will establish my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. Then when I make atonement for you and for all you have done, you will remember and be ashamed and will never again open your mouth because of your humiliation, declares the Sovereign Lord. And that is chapter 16, and like I said, that is the story of an allegory of an unfaithful wife, of a wife who seeks after other men, symbolic of this nation of Israel, this people seeking after the gods of other countries, the practices of other nations, and how the Lord chooses to deal with that rejection. We will pick up next week in chapter 17 with another allegory.